I'm incredibly sleepy. I hate this every time, and I'm excited to get started <laughs> and be done with it. I'm sorry, so, Chris. You guys are ready. I'll I'm so turn sorry. Turn on the charm. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Chris. Chris, I love you. What a terrible attitude to have going into a fun little podcast. I'm ready to do the thing. <laughs> Me Let's too. Do the thing. <laughs> hashtag turn on the charm. Hashtag secret invasion. Hashtag is Chris a scroll? Uh, he's a South Pole scroll. <laughs> Welcome to the Hoopla Podcast. Hoopla! Hoopla! The unofficial podcast of saving the world from evil aliens and from fake Russians and from misguided father figures. So many things to save the world from today, but we're back this week talking about Secret Invasion. Episode four just came out, Beloved, and we're here to talk all about it. Uh, Hopefully you guys have tuned in for the previous three episodes that we've had covering the first three episodes of Secret Invasion. And we're back now for episode four for the Hero Hoopla podcast. Joining me, as always... We have the lore master of the Hoopla podcast. It's Andy Smith. Andy Smith here, connoisseur of many nerdy things. DC, Marvel, Lord of the Rings, and Star Wars. So, Maria Hill's dead, alive. Gaia's dead, alive. Talos, dead, alive? I don't know. Dead. I'll t- oh, yeah, yeah. Dead, spoilers, dead, by dead, the dead. way. Dead. Yeah, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> oh, dead, dead. Oh. spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, early spoiler, early spoiler. It was in the show uh-huh. notes. <laughs> yeah. The title of this podcast episode will be Talos is Dead. <laughs> Chris, do you have anything else you want to spoil? Oh, wait, I should introduce you. T- Talos is toast. <laughs> yeah, Talos is toast. Uh, the expert of all things Marvel and TV and... You know, just being a great guy in general. Chris Pio's here oh. on the podcast. Oh, well, I, I don't know about that. I am a <laughs> scroll. Uh, Chris Pio here. Very excited to talk about the back half of this show. Uh, season or episode four here kind of took a different direction in about 500 different ways. Uh, a lot of them worked. Some of them didn't. We'll talk about it today. Yeah, I can't wait to get into it. And of course, for all of you who have listened to every episode of the Hoopla podcast, you know that it's not just the three of us. We always have a fourth member of the Hoopla Croopla. Always. Four nerds, four nerds. <laughs> exactly. We can't just have three <laughs> nerds. nerds. We got to have that fourth nerd. And who's that fourth nerd? It's none other than Jake Laxer. Wow, no special inter- introduction. This was really <laughs> nope. throwing me for a loop. <laughs> Jake Laxer here, lover of all things TV and movies. Uh, great to be back. Uh, episode four was a thrill. Uh, I was, uh, you know, I, this is probably my favorite episode of of the season so far. So I'm oh, glad yeah. I uh, went back and rewatched it after falling asleep last night. And because uh, it was actually <laughs> incredible. Um, <laughs> so let's dive into I'm this. I'm glad you watched it too. And yeah, yeah. I watched it twice. So let's do it. Perfect. Um, yeah. Let's get into it. Uh, thank you all for tuning into this episode of the Hoopla Podcast. You can stay up to date with all we got going on by following us on Twitter and Instagram. Chris, where can they find us? You can find us at Hoopla Podcasts, both on Twitter and Instagram, and now TikTok, where uh, maybe catch little clips of the show, maybe some behind-the-scenes content, things of that nature, at Hoopla Podcasts, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Go ahead and follow us there, and let us know what you thought about the show. You can also leave reviews and comments and ratings of this podcast episode 
on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. We appreciate all the ratings and comments and all that good stuff. Another way to support the show is by getting some sweet merch. We got some new stuff, right, Andy? What's going on? Ooh, hey, check merch. out site for the our new official t-shirt hoodie and uh, sweatshirt here. Go take a look uh, and get on the Hoopla for Nerds for Nerds. I love it. And now, let's just dive straight into this <laughs> episode right after a quick break. No, I don't want to go. I'm scroll. <laughs> I'm scroll, it's me, bop, go. You need new content. I okay, don't. <laughs> it's a scroll, Any it's him. Any songs to come. There he is, there. look at him. There he goes, he's still a scroll, or is he? No one knows. What, what? There we go. <laughs> oh Tune in next week when we have a musical <laughs> album drop. Or we should just make a, a musical play. That'd be cool. The Hoopla Hoopla musicals. Bells. Hoopla the mu- Hoopla the Musipla. Mu- 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 Anyway, welcome back to the Hoopla Podcast. I can't wait for that show to debut. Mm. I'll be front front center, front center, baby. This episode was fantastic, guys. I know I was a little negative last week for the episode three Hoopla, but my goodness, episode four, beloved, fantastic. I'm fully back in on this show. I enjoyed every single second of it. What'd you guys think? I, I don't know if I can officially stamp it as every single second but i very much enjoyed this episode and i'm glad you did too i've heard actually some negativity around this episode specifically around some of the some of the writing's a little odd some some odd dialogue going back and forth between some of these characters i enjoyed it but i i thought this was the best dialogue of any episode we've had so really? far i i've been I, I i've been seeing some negative that. rotten tomatoes scores on on this episode here uh I, once again i enjoyed about rotten tomatoes and some audience though like this is i'm i am surprised but secret invasion is getting a little bit ne- more negative of a review than i expected i did enjoy this i'm kind of right right in line i don't know if it's my favorite episode as you said jake but um i actually liked the shortened length length of this episode it, the the it was quick to some fun action sequences i think we needed uh, but at the same time it had my favorite parts of this show which is when two characters are together whether that's priscilla and fury whether that's gaia and talos and i think the 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 story shines in those moments absolutely mm-hmm. yeah i uh <laughs> i really like this episode and let me explain why uh we got a lot of you know a lot of things confirmed for us you know jamie said there were a lot of questions up in the air uh over past episodes so uh, a lot was laid down a lot of groundwork was confirmed um theory confirmed i was correct gaia was not dead so i'm gonna just lead with that straight up off the episode with your 50 50 theory immediately (laughs) confirmed well we called it we called it there's no way pretty much everybody on the internet who's been talking about Secret Invasion was like guy is still alive. It was but, Amelia I mean, Clark. Well, that's I did. that's because totally they all <laughs> that's because they all listened to my fifty fifty theory. The human coming <laughs> back would have been a cool twist, but I'll take the extremists. I didn't actually think about that as a as a possibility, really. And mm-hmm. so let's talk about that scene just quickly because I was very lost very early on. I I I didn't know if she'd like switched the bullets out and like somehow the bullet gave her powers and then it, it turns out it was a flashback sequence where she gave herself extremist powers i i didn't really follow that i think i just wasn't primed for the episode yet 
I wanted to know how she got back, and they didn't really explain it. They just kind of said, well, there's this machine, right? And if you put yourself into it and do a bunch of science-y crap, you're going to live forever. I, 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 it was a fine way to bring her back, and I'm glad that Amelia Clark is still going with us, but right. I, I just, it was a little convoluted for no reason. I didn't think it was convoluted. I, yeah. Maybe it's just because it, they just dove straight into that right from the very start of the episode. It was mm-hmm. quick. I, I yeah, didn't find it, it very convoluted quick. at all. I thought, it was, I thought they made it pretty clear that well i guess the little bit of confusion is when exactly did she do that because right before she got shot she was like on the stealing all the intel about mm-hmm. the nuclear right. submarine right. um and so i guess just during that time she was able to sneak into the super scrollitizer um <laughs> but i thought it was great I thought it was a great way to start the episode you're yeah. you're already beating up two guards you're infiltrating this this back office, I guess, this head head room that you're really not supposed to be in, and then you also have time to operate this machine. Where are the doctors? Well, Where is everyone else supposedly? I, I kind of would have liked the idea this? of them actually playing that during the run uh, scene, right? Wouldn't that have been an interest? Like, obviously, they did this to show a death and yes. then come back. I think it would have been interesting to see her attempt to get the extremists powers fight off the guards in that area maybe attack the 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 scientists and then get shot and have a battle with gravic but i do you know it seems like every episode they want it to end in a in a scene with someone laying on the laying <laughs> on the ground <laughs> we've had four episodes and three of them have yeah. ended with a dead main character three out of four bold choice uh disney plus but i i did think it was a bold choice disney plus. secret invasion secret invasion is that the porn parody chris <laughs> yes <laughs> oh man anyhow everyone's dying on the at the end of the episode but that's you know that's fine everyone comes back to life the second episode except for maria hill and i guess talos but a tbd on that one um <laughs> Everyone comes back to life except for two of the three. <laughs> hey, that means we're going to get a death next episode. So it'll be, you know, two for two. It'll be another 50-50 situation going on in the Hoopla podcast. That's going to be my but theory for is... the end of the episode. Ah. Yeah, keep that one tracked. Um, anyhow, something we do have to make note of. If I guess they're trying to build a profile for Guy Guy's character unintentionally. Everything she does is extremely rapid, whether it's breaking into the facility, um, supering herself or super scrolling herself, uh, and then you know totally flipping her decision on how she stands in this whole scroll political era. Yes, she she wastes no time at all. So I bought it. I bought the intro. It's in line with with the most you know flip floppy scroll to ever have lived ever but i'm on board <laughs> well i'm unclear I'm is she ha, did she flip her allegiance or was she always the i mean i, I was i don't at this, know at this point i think she's just the mole like we gotta understand that she's always been the mole for her father like that's at least what that's how i'm taking that character going forward i don't think she's always been the mole but i do think she is flip-flopping as jake says but i don't think that she's doing it in a bad way i think Mm -hmm. she is the one who has the more rational thoughts about how this Mm -hmm. whole thing goes along like she was with gravic because she thinks that her people need a a home to live in and gravic is the he had a plan to get them a home and then she realized oh gravic's an insane person with a terrible plan I don't like this plan. Hopefully my dad has a better plan. <laughs> Surely any plan will be better than this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of my least favorite parts of this episode was the conversation between Gaia and Talos 
Thank you. Yes. It was. Yes. Keep going. It was nice to see them together. But then Talos's whole plan is just, I don't know. They'll probably let us stay. So it was yeah, so yeah. bad and poorly delivered that I thought that he was, he was doing like a it. fake yeah. joke plan. Like not even fake for her. I'm talking fake, uh, like, he's intentionally making a joke, like, oh, right, you're my daughter, you just came over to our side, and now I'm gonna tell you our whole plan. Nope, that was his whole plan. <laughs> that was just, just beg, after 30 years, I wanna finally decide to beg the one of the leaders of this world to just let us stay. And I think that's part of the negativity I was thinking, of, I was talking about earlier, Chris. Like, that was kind of an odd scene. Even as spectacular as Ben Mendelsohn and, and Amelia Clark are, and I think it was a writing issue, for sure. Yeah. Just with the actual, the actual dialogue itself. But also, the, 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 are you telling me, Talos, that was his plan? Just, hey, at, hear me after out. all this time, <laughs> Darth Smith, to go to President out. Ritson? <laughs> We're going to the Citadel. Okay, we're going to the Citadel go, go and to we're going to tell him. Yeah, we're going to the Citadel and we're going to tell the Citadel we did something good and they will let us live and have <laughs> this world. Look That's how big it. our green our gooey plan. hearts are. Yeah. You know, there's a good green guy already on this planet. He's big. He's yoked. They let him stay. Why can't we stay? He said, he said let them know our hearts. And I was like, you've been here for 25 years. <laughs> Meanwhile, how many people just got pill killed in the Russian bombing? Like 2,000 people? Or it was yeah. just an, an, an enormous number of, of, of injured civilians. And Fury just told him two days earlier, humans are too <laughs> racist to even allow other humans yeah. to survive peacefully on this right. earth. There's no way they're going to yeah. let aliens. But now all of a sudden, yes. Talos is just like, I mean, come on, man. We saved the president. <laughs> yeah. That's a get out of jail free card. Everybody knows oh, that. Oh, yeah. They tried to make that bench scene pay off when he's like, he, he can't maintain his concentration on his persona. And he's just trying to get the window open and, and show the president that scrolls. Are... Meanwhile, the president is knocked out. <laughs> doesn't even know who's saving him. Yeah. That, that whole... The whole Talos plan thing did not pay off for me, and I, I think that's probably the worst part of this episode, maybe the worst part of the show. <laughs> well, let's all agree. Let's all agree. Thankfully, Gaia was like, that's stupid as fuck. You're delusional, you yeah. senile old uh, scroll. Yeah. And then she just <laughs> left. Exit stage right. Thank God for all of us. Okay. So now and, and let's be and, and let's talk insightfully about this. What do we think is next for Gaia? Is she gonna go? Back to Gravik? Is she going to throw a third dog in this race? Do we have another Game of Thrones situation? They're all all looking to be the leader here. I will pose dun, 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 one dun, option dun, 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 is we dun, now dun, have dun, dun, dun. a couple people who are not on Fury's side or on Gravik's side. We have right. Gaia, who's somewhere in between. We have Vara. We got to talk about Fury and his wife. Incredible, incredible this whole episode. Um, oh, yeah. But Fury's now ex-wife, I assume, um, is now, she just portrayed Gravik, and she's not really on Fury's side. And where was Olivia Coleman this episode? I know. Mm -hmm. I was upset. So we do have those three characters that are somewhere in between Fury and Gravik, and I think they could be interesting over these next two episodes if they team up and maybe come up with a good plan. Because right now, Gravik has a bad plan. 
Talos had a terrible plan and Fury has a <laughs> not a great plan. Talos the terrible. <laughs> well, I would say that Tal or that Gravix plan is working pretty well. He's a he yeah. he just attacked the president of the United States talking about a way to start a World War Three. That moment, I, I thought that worked pretty well. Unless were they trying to capture President Ritson? I don't think so. They're just trying to kill him. But no, even I think they were just trying to kill is him. okay. That's still an okay outcome, I would think. Right. Any point of insertion, insurgency in that particular setup is going to cause political relations or political <laughs> ramifications. Conflict ramifications. ramifications there we sure. go. <laughs> yeah, the president getting attacked by Russian mercenaries. They're like, okay, I could see that could start something a little global. Yeah. On, on a bit of a grander scope here, when we talk about this show, and again, I can't stress enough that I'm enjoying it, but I want to, I want to stop having to qualify it that I'm enjoying it. I, I don't know what I mean by that. <laughs> I just mean, it's like every episode we're watching, it's like, oh, really good acting. Oh, classic Marvel callbacks. Oh, this is great information. Now we have some questions to answer. What's going on? Okay, now I'm, I'm hooked, even if I don't know what's going on. I'd like a little more plot. Oh, here's your plot. You're stopping a nuclear bomb from hitting a plane. And in the next episode, it's like, okay, same thing. Information, good acting, more questions. <laughs> give me some plot. Oh, you have to save the president in a gunfight. These, these, are, these things are just escalating so quickly in these episodes. And especially with that 38-minute runtime last night, I, I wasn't so sure that I really enjoyed where the episode started to where it ended, pacing-wise. Given your historical trail, Chris, can you lay out next episode for us? Can you lay out the... Uh, well, if we're following theme, it's going to be about <laughs> 29 minutes. Uh, and not only will Lovecraftian creatures come from the depths that Fury no, will no, have no, to no, somehow no. That's deal too with. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. We got to do some good acting Gravik first. has to bomb something. Yeah. Gravik has tried to bomb something in every single episode. There has to be at least three scenes with two people talking independently to <laughs> right. one another. And they can't be in the same room. Because, Jamie, now that Jamie, you've cursed me, by the oh. way. Ever since you said that classic Marvel thing about back and forth scene cutting where they're talking, but it doesn't look like they're in the same room. I've noticed it every time, and you're so right. They always right. do it. Can, can we talk about something? Like, I'm going to just jump back real randomly. Like, episode two, when Don Cheadle and Samuel L. Jackson are talking together uh, at the dinner scene. I swear, whatever they decided for that camera angle for Samuel L. Jackson, it looks like he's doing like a documentary interview. It was one of the weirdest camera shots. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I was just trying like, to figure it out. It was, it was very like bizarre. Superstar actors. Can we right. get like a, a panning, like maybe just like a, a, like a half circle? Like, can we get some sort of inventive camera shooting? No. It's just... Budget cuts, Marvel Chris. Face. Marvel face. Well, it's Marvel less budget cuts, and I think it's more of Marvel doesn't know what they want the show to be until they get into the editing room. Like, yeah. they always leave themselves so much leeway with all mm. their production that they can make seven different shows out of what they've filmed. And so they film these conversations in a way that each line isn't directly before or after the other line that the other character says it's one dude says a whole bunch of things that could fit into any conversation the other dude says a whole bunch of things that could fit into any conversation and then they splice it together and so that takes away all sorts of interesting creative directorial decisions and cinematic beauty that you could have because 
Marvel just has to be as Marvel as possible. You know what, though? Now that I'm thinking <laughs> That's about marvelous. it, the way, the way that they have those uh, those scenes, the, the showrunner is Kyle Bradstreet, who did Mr. Robot. Have you guys watched Mr. Robot? It's very, it's very similar in how like weird panning or uh, cuts between characters, and it's also kind of it's based it that's kind of the storyline as well with the main character going crazy but like i'm actually seeing a lot of parallels you guys should go back and just see some mr robot it's very similar that but that's the creative like that's kyle bradstreet the writer and producer and showrunner um that only gets you so far though i i went back and watched uh when priscilla was in the safe room uh getting her gun I went back and watched that as far as research. I also wanted to listen to The Voice, which Scroll Watch 2023, we do have to talk about. Donnie Cheats. I watched that scene. It's the scene where she's like taking the gun out of the package. It was like 11 cuts. Mm -hmm. It's like a four second scene. There's 11 cuts. It's just (laughs) her face. The gun, the package, her face again, her face from a different angle, a back out establishing shot. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. Jamie, you've ruined all Marvel for me. I just, that's that's my explanation. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I take, I'll take your word for it, Andrew. If this is a directorial style, I understand. It's just. I mean, I think that's what they, why they would have got this, this, uh, this showrunner. Maybe because it kind of feels spy espionage, but it can also feel cheap, yeah. like a CBS spy yeah. espionage show right <laughs> what uh what network was mr robot on what network was uh, i think mr. that was fx but <laughs> what season and a half was mr CBS. robot on? anyway so the conversation <laughs> with priscilla and fury both of them were fantastic we had this oh, so great cute. poem that priscilla says is her or vara i suppose says is her favorite poem by uh i don't remember the writer's name that doesn't matter and we get the same thing recited both <laughs> times. Beautiful conversations between Fury and Priscilla. Raymond Carver. Oh, I thank you. What did you guys think after the second reciting of the poem when you hear two gunshots and the shot cuts away to an empty house? I thought Priscilla was dead. What do you guys think? I mean, that's the only thing you could have thought. I mean, if you didn't think they both just didn't fire at one another, right? Unless they were going to do something way too secret invasion-y, which wouldn't have played very right. well. Right. But yeah, that's what I thought as well. Maybe, it, you know, that, that Priscilla was also dead. Yeah, I was I was kind of hoping to be this like romantic, like love tragic, love tragedy sort of situation where they both died and then but like Nick Fury can't die. Like that would ruin the whole point of the show. So like, yeah, she was dead. <laughs> sure. I from an artistic perspective though, I loved all the faces on the wall in the background and then the eye yes. having been uh-huh. shot That's out cool. by Nick Fury. I thought that was that was oh, a nice was creative decision. I didn't, I, did, I didn't pick up on that. Those are the small things. Yeah, the it little was the fine details. It was actually the other eye. It was the other so eye. So he put, remember, in the second episode, he put the camera on the owl's eye that was his yes. bad eye. And this time, mm. he purposely shot the other eye. Not yes. quite sure why. They're leaving lots of hints. Everyone keeps talking about, you know, Fury's old, Fury's not the same. Oh, they talk about it in this episode, which is part of that scene, kind of, which we still need to talk about as well. But I think they're leaving enough clues where, like, 
Fury's not that old. Mm. Fury may look it, but he's playing a part. I said this way back yeah, in our episode yeah. one review. And I'm not I'm not taking theory music or anything. I'm just thinking they are hiding it well, but also giving us very, very, very good clues that Fury is still capable of winning this fight. I mean, I think that's oh, represented very well in him saving the president, right? I think this was his coming out party. That him just listening in to to the two scrolls even though they have no idea that's a classic you know fury and he's just casually listening in you know that's the casualness about him as he's performing all these spy kind of activities it's so sad yeah i think this this show this episode specifically is his coming out party and we're about to see him go on a tirade through episode five and six and hopefully into the mcu films i would like to see this version of nick fury more present in the actual movies because he's been more of a side character right like i would like to see him take on a more prominent role in in the next avengers you shall get your oh in the next avengers yeah young avengers get your wish in the marvels yeah i would love to see a more prominent i think he might die well that would make me sad but Uh, it would go along with chris's theory that every episode or actually your theory that every episode ends with a death that was gonna be my theory for the end of the episode which i teased a minute ago episode five is gonna end with nick fury laying on the ground with a gunshot wound in his chest (laughs) hell yeah let's go but he'll be back but he'll be back I think this could be the ending of Nick Fury in this limited series. Do you guys think that's a possibility that he he will die at the end of this series to to save so, for the scrolls and there's a a bright future for the scrolls on earth or something similar to that? I I would say yes, except for the fact that since Ben Mendelsohn is now out of the MCU and he is dead in this episode, I say Nick Fury lives. Mm. Yeah, too many becomes like too many of yeah, too yeah. many key characters dying in in this series. I, that's my only hesitancy. And just with, the MCU more broadly, like they need a lead really bad in the MCU right now, and I think some of that leadership could be could be Nick Fury. It would mess up all their plans for the Marvels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. But maybe so everyone's saying, oh yeah, you know, Nick Fury can't die. He's in the Marvel's trailer. It's already been released. What if that's a scroll? Or what if that's just a lie? I mean, they've lied in trailers before. So that is true. true. Yeah. That is true. Would they the lie so hard to make us believe that Nick Fury is still alive? The Hulk, Hulk was supposed to be yeah. in Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be very interesting if Nick Fury died in this series, uh, Secret Invasion, and then actually was not in the Marvels or anything else in the MCU. But for now, he's still here and he's killing it. He's especially killing it in that scene with Donnie Cheats when Ooh, he shows up yeah. to um, uh, Rhodey. That's his name. When he shows up to <laughs> Rhodey's room with the bottle of whiskey. What a $5,000 bottle. Have you asked Mr. Sheedle if you can call him Donnie Sheeds? Donnie Sheeds. Are you too too tight like that? Hey, Don, is it cool? He gave me a thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) Who is laying in your bed right now? Oh, oh my God. Is that a sexy scroll just coming out of the shower? Wow. (laughs) Okay, so how did we like the reveal? I thought it was cool. The mirror wipe? 
Yes. Cinematically, it was it was pretty sweet. I did like the editing there. That was that was cool. I thought it was very cool, but I also thought it was wasted by the fact that we heard him on the phone last week. Mm-hmm. I just just mm-hmm. give me one or the other. Yeah. I I, I I didn't need the prolonged, dragged out confirmation. I, I was already guessing that it was him on the phone, and we had already had the conversation with Priscilla in the church. It wasn't that we already kind of knew. We we thought that. Yeah. I mean that was very prevalent thought by almost every fan, even since there was just the the fight between when Fury uh, and uh, and Rhodey when he fired him. Like I I don't yeah. like that either. I think that could have been done a lot more effectively and something that would have been had the the audience just aghast that that uh, War Machine is a scroll. Like there's so many other ways they could have done that, but it was prolonged and that kind of. I I didn't not enjoy it, but in the in the comics when a few of our favorite superheroes are are announced as scrolls, that is a shocking moment and you don't realize it before you turn the page and you see mm-hmm. them turn green, right? Like right. The, not this kind of like Oh yeah, we think Spider Man's a scroll for about seven issues, and then you release, and then you fully reveal it. Not that Spider Man's a scroll in comics. I was just using that as an example. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. Not he's not. Maybe it's okay. If if you wanted to really spoil it, you could have chosen a much more specific superhero, <laughs> like Spider Woman. So I I think we can all agree though. Yeah, it was. It, he had been sort of out of character. Donnie Cheeds, a little out of character from episode two. But ever <laughs> hey, more so. I can call him Donnie Cheeds. <laughs> but when he's. T- when what do you call, call Terrence <laughs> Howard? T Boy. T Hauser. T Hauser. But when he calls Charlie Woods in uh, episode four uh, in the vault, you know, we have again sort of a. Sort of misalignment in his in his nature, <laughs> but misalignment. Charlie yeah. Woods. Charlie Woods. Yeah. Tiger Woods. Son. <laughs> yeah, no, Priscilla. I, it took me ten seconds to figure out what you were talking about. Why is he calling a child golfer? <laughs> no, Charlie Woods. You know, uh, Charlene Woodard. Charlie Woods. Anyhow, <laughs> oh, I'm with you now, but I was very okay, confused. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that, that yeah. Because work. Charlie Moving Woods on. is a person. <laughs> When he's in the cathedral and he was just so aggressive about killing <laughs> Nick Fury. Yeah. That was like, okay, this dude's a scroll. Like it was automatic. And I hated that it was right. it was so direct. Like it at least try and be like a little, you know, a little espionage ish about it. You know, it was so blatant, so so conspicuous. I mean, if they're gonna be playing this long con with Maria Hill over the entirety of the season, they can at least, <laughs> you know, just play out the Don Cheadle. Like I. <laughs> I, I thought it was fine. That was actually cool to see the scroll walk out and then be, oh, scared because of... Th- that goes back to your point, uh, Chris, to like get scared because of Nick Fury sitting in her living room um, in the hotel room. Yeah, I, I, I just think the shower scene, as effective and cool as it was, it could have gone 
anywhere. It could have even gone at the end of last episode. Mm. So while that particular method of yeah, reveal was good. very cool, I, I just think the timing of it was wrong. It could mm. have at least gone before the church scene. And then you know Nick Fury could have been waiting for him when he comes home. The shower scene didn't need to happen just before. I guess he was just was Fury just waiting with the pappy for him to get out of the shower. <laughs> Should have brought him in the shower. How long was he um, there for? <laughs> overnight, probably. Yeah, Chris. I think that's a great point. I think the shower reveal would have been more impactful at the end of last episode or sometime because yeah, that church scene gave us confirmation that Rhodey was a scroll. And so then they just, just gave us back to back confirmation and the shower reveal was a cooler, more interesting reveal than the church conversation. Yeah. I don't know. But what do you guys think about uh Don Cheadle being this kind of villainous character, being a little bit more I don't know if goofy's the right word for it, but he's a he's a little silly in his evilness with Callous. his comments about uh taking Fury down from the top rope like the Undertaker and when he drinks a full bottle of whiskey. Yeah, and he's like, and he's, you know, he says to Priscilla, if you don't get him, then I'm going to get you. And it's like, it's like cheesy villainy. Um, And yeah, I had, I had some difficulty buying it. He's better as a war machine. He's, he's better on the green end of the, of the, the moral spectrum, not being a scroll, to clarify. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought he was, I thought he was great as this evil guy. I think this new scroll character that we don't know anything about is interesting. I don't really get the, like, obviously Don Cheadle is playing a different character and is playing the scroll that's playing, you know, his old character. (laughs) But that old, but that scroll knows the past, presumably of Don Cheadle. So how, or not not of Don Cheadle, of War Machine. I always use the actors' names. I always use the actors' names. Uh, That scroll knows the, the memories of War Machine, and that's not how war machine would act and war machine hasn't acted like this at any like the entirety of this this season there's been an it's been off every scene has been slightly off which is on purpose i would presume but at the same time why would the scroll not you know maybe the scroll's just not good at acting and like shouldn't be the one that's been promoted to be the right hand of the president of the united states goddamn nepo baby scroll i mean she is she by the way she, which was she. an interesting reveal i didn't they can you know cross genders i don't know why they wouldn't be able to but right uh yeah does she I, do, does she have a name as a scroll the credits called her rava mm. oh oh you mean like don Sheedle played like two characters like it credited rava yep uh, what is this secession? I've <laughs> never heard the name Rava, and I've heard it twice in a year. Um, <laughs> she, yeah, so she gets hammered on the the Pappy Van Winkle twenty three. By the way, which that's some pretty rare and expensive stuff, mm-hmm. old ass whiskey. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. but yeah, shows up to the presidential detail. And the president's like, maybe don't show up with a mouthful of bourbon next time, or something like that. Whatever he says, give me a mint. Yeah, here's a question: Did Rava? slash roadie slash evil Cheadle, did he drink <laughs> this bottle of whiskey on 
purpose because he knew it was about to go down with the president. And he thought that being a little intoxicated would give him an alibi for not going full war machine and saving the president's life. Because war machine did not do war machine things in this situation Mm. where war machine would have been very useful. We don't know where war machine is right now because he's like in, I think in like episode two or so he's kind of put up the mantle and is like, I'm doing things in the political, like politically to, to move forward the nation. Mm. Uh, I don't need to be on your level anymore, Nick. Um, So that's why I don't think he was ever going to get in that that suit of armor. But at the same time, I think that's just the excuse of the scroll. As a counter to that, though, he does say he'll put on the suit in episode two and carpet oh, bomb Slovenia or Slovakia or whatever. Yeah, great line, by the way. Great line. It's a great line, but it also means that he clearly has access to the suit. Do do we think? This is just goes back to the more questions than answers, but do we think he's been a scroll this whole series? Do we think he's been a yeah. scroll for the last yes. three movies? Yeah. Uh, for me, I, how far yeah. back? I don't like to me, I think this had to have happened after the blip. Yeah, like this is I, real time. okay. Well, like, I, so I don't think I don't Rhodey think this, did. I, I think Rhodey's been, yeah, I don't think I think Rhodey was the one in War Machine suit of armor in the the last time but what with the place where it gets a little tricky is during uh uh Falcon and Winter Falcon and, Falcon Winter, and Winter, Soldier. Winter Soldier when he's in a few of those scenes I don't even think if the scroll was uh Rhodey then like I think it has happened oh, that's more recent that's where we got to go for research. Back that to Falcon Winter wooden. Soldier. Did Pass. did he act the same way? He was definitely like dissuading the characters <laughs> from doing anything very like heroic. So I don't I don't know. We Oh, yeah, I'm going to watch that today. I should have watched that before pod. I mean, that would have been a great call on Feige's behalf if if they already started pushing that agenda back in that show. That is that is definitely worth a little bit of a rewatch there if that's if that's what they went. That would be really cool actually. Wow. Hoopla. Yeah. <laughs> Hoopla, indeed. Um, Yeah, so we got some answers, and I'm feeling better this week than I was last week about Nick Fury. Last week, I think my main issue with the show was I was still thinking that Nick Fury is maybe a scroll part of the time, and this episode relieved me of all those fears. This was a very Nick Fury-heavy episode of Mm -hmm. everything is very personal happening to Nick Fury. Mm. And mm-hmm. with that as kind of the foundation for what we're, how we're watching the show, we're watching this unfold from the perspective of Nick Fury trying to save the world yet again. I really like the show a lot more than I did last week. Um, that being said, there are some questions. There are some maybe potential negative aspects to the show that I'm not quite enjoying as much. One of which has been on the steady decline ever since episode one is Gravik. I think he's becoming a much less interesting uh, villain as time goes on. He's not doing, he's literally just blowing things up every episode. And now he's got superpowers, which is cool or whatever, but he's just blowing things up over and over again. Do something interesting. Well, and, uh, I understand his objective in trying to take out the major political leaders so he can, you know, fill those seats so he can have like better political, a better political grasp over the globe. So I get that. But yeah, I would like, I would like, I guess, a more innovative take. Um, it'd be interesting to see if they could do something else. And let's not forget when you say all he does is blow stuff up. Well, maybe that's 
his plan that's better than Talos's because scrolls are immune <laughs> to radiation. So if they just blow the humans off the planet, it might take a lot of rebuilding, but at least the scrolls will survive. So that's maybe true. that's not such a bad plan. That is true. I do agree with you, Jamie, though. He seems motivated simply by just power. There's no like let's lead the scrolls, let's lead my people. It's not a very leader type of, of character. It's more just a devolving into this is a power struggle and he is the enemy. Well, I would like to see more of the other leaders of this side of kind of the rebellion, right? Yeah. Like the actual council and like, what are they doing? Um, manipulating, obviously, the humans where they can, but I, I want to see more of them. And yeah, the scroll general is the, the one that's going and and blowing stuff up to start this world war three but i feel like there could be a lot more to this i think it might be a symptom of this would have been a heck of a two and a half hour spectacular movie secret invasion event i Ooh. i don't know i know we don't want to devolve into that that right now but i think we need to talk about it at some point where i love six episodes you know i loved getting deep into these characters and hearing you know mm-hmm. But then we start getting into some of these conversations where Talos is like has bad plans, him and Gaia, like their conversations where, you know, we all in all of our Marvel movies, you take us a 15 second clip, you know, that's what the character thinks. And you just, you know, you rely on that. Here you have more mm-hmm. time to spend with it, and I think they're not doing a great job with some of the writing here. But I think mm-hmm. this could have been one of the best two and a half mm. hour MCU movies, condensing the talking about some action sequences. They could have played on that right. even more so with Gravic. Right. Yeah, that I like that perspective. I think inevitably someone will try to supercut it yeah. into a movie and we can watch it and then decide. Oh, I love that. I love that. We should do a rewatch. Yeah. We'll, we'll let the redditors handle that one right after we watch the phantom menace cheese edits yeah <laughs> what, what are the y'all... cheese edits? <laughs> they, they removed all the cheesiness from the prequel star wars movies and honestly uh, spectacular yeah. just spectacular it's a 15 second video <laughs> each each one comes in like under an hour yeah. so no jar jar essentially yeah jar jar is just in the background walking around but actually it's a really good what? movie so you should you should watch you should watch it I and anti-cheese edits. I think Disney <laughs> might have taken them down, but let's uh, let's move on here. To- <laughs> Jake, what were you gonna say? <laughs> um, no, I was I was just gonna say before we like you know close everything up. Uh, how do we feel about Gravix like variation in powers uh, and abilities? So now he's you know has the Mandarin's ability. He now has Groot's you know you know ability. What what else? Yeah. You know, that was listed on that computer that he's capable of. And quite honestly, I my one other gripe with this episode was the fact that since he was so close to the president and Nick Fury, seeing how like and displaying how powerful he actually was in this exact defining moment, he, he should have just ended it. Like, it didn't make sense to me with their backup coming that that really should have made a difference. Um, I don't know. Maybe like a missile should have hit him directly. And he should have recovered it and left. I I just felt that, you know, his haste for fleeing the scene was 
unnecessary or wasn't legitimate legitimatized legitimate yeah yeah Le- legitimated <laughs> yeah i don't know why he didn't kill nick fury yeah. it would have made a lot of sense for him to just kill nick fury right Wait, there. did he want to kill the president because now that i'm thinking about it it's probably a good plan to have the president like launch world war three because he's still alive i right? i don't I, know I agree until you bring into the fact that they see Talos as a scroll actually saving the president. Because in mm. that regard, you know. Yes. That actually yeah. um, almost, that's that part where they see Talos saving the president until we find out that Gravik uh, <laughs> turns into the human who recognized it and then kills Talos. R.I.P. Talos, <laughs> we'll miss you forever. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Can we get a... Uh, we need some eulogy get, music. Yeah, we do eulogy need eulogy music. Yeah. music. Talos. Thank you. Um, that almost <laughs> goes along with what Talos's plan was. Like we start to get to that point where, mm. oh, maybe these humans are going to see that a scroll is the one who saved the president. Maybe they do have big green gooey hearts and we should let them live in our planet. <laughs> right. Um, so I thought that was, I thought that that's where that was going to go. Yeah. Of, this is the first step you know, of Talos's terrible plan, but the first step is right. being completed. I do have another question, though. What the hell is going to happen at the aftermath of this battle when all of Ravik's scrolls have been murdered and presumably turned back into their scroll forms, and now they're just oh, lying green facts. dead bodies on this road in the middle of Russia? What happens then? Yeah, that that's was a my great first point. question after the episode. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, obviously, if you're working with the president or if you're doing, you know, big military operations, you're probably privy to some information that the general public isn't. But what we've been told is that this this secret invasion is a true secret. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when I love, I, is he a racist, a, a, a speciesist? When he's like, <laughs> I got an alien, I'm going to take him out. And I'm like, dude, chill. Xenophobe. <laughs> Xenophobe. He's clearly on our Xenophobe. side. He's helping the president. <laughs> I'm going to take him out. Wait, was that Gravik? <laughs> I no. think that, that was just That a was guy. just a... I, I thought it was oh. Gravik. I, th- I, was, I thought it was Gravik. No, no, no. It was not Gravik. I'll tell you why. I think the way that they were trying to play it off was that he was a soldier. He is a soldier. He's just a guy. And he saw the alien and he was like, we got an insurgent. I'm about to open fire. Obviously thinking the aliens equal bad. Like, okay, we have invaders. Shoot them. Then we'll ask questions. And then what it was supposed to be for the viewer was, okay, this guy has quickly turned over a new leaf. He understands that that is a friendly. Oh. I should probably help when, my friendly. When, and then it was kind of a bit a quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Talos is breaking into the car. Yeah, I'm on, yeah, I'm any on part now. of that scene. But yeah. And so the viewer thinks, oh, that soldier now understands since Nick Fury said it was such a dominating voice. Which, quick sidebar, I know I'm kind of running on a tangent here. Why is Nick Fury the one up on the car? Like, he showed up in a Jeep <laughs> and now he's leading the entire yeah. operation? That was my biggest gripe in the episode. Is that <laughs> he's Nick there's this Fury. entire line of fully military trained uh, uh, operatives that are responding to a presidential assassination. And Nick Fury shows up in a Jeep and is somehow the first to respond the to that overturned car. Like, why is secret, Where's the Secret yeah, Service? Get him out of Nick, there. Yeah, Nick Fury is the Secret Service. <laughs> He's like, I got it. And this guy coming yeah. in from, a, from the side. <laughs> All the military people like, are like, who is okay. this man? Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Oh, Does that mean yeah. every U.S. operative, like, turns and is like, oh, 
Nick Fury's in the battlefield. That thank God. Uh, wow, <laughs> we got to listen to him. Now. We've been blessed. Like, how far? First of all, he's been fired. If they not gotten that press release yet, he doesn't work for them anymore. I don't know. Uh, that part aside, I think the soldier was supposed to be like it was obviously a trick for the audience in the end, but it was supposed to be oh okay, this soldier's actually a good guy now. And then wait, why is he holding Talos like that? Right, right, right. Wait, what's going on? Oh god, that's a twist. Oh god, it's actually Gravic this time. But I don't think it was Gravic the whole time. Yeah, I think we we'll have to go back and watch it, but I think we see a shot of the initial soldier yelling, "Oh, it's an alien trying to kill the president." Blah, blah, blah. And then I think one of the next shots is Gravik in Gravik form, like hiding behind a car, getting ready to shoot mm-hmm. people or something. Mm-hmm. So I think we see Gravik being himself, not being the soldier. But we'd have to go back and watch it. What do you guys actually think about the fight itself, though? Like, we need to talk about the actual oh, I thought act- it was cool. action sequence. It was it was good. Like. I, I do yeah. I do think like the the Groot uh reveal was pretty fun. Um not much more to say it than oh yeah, it's good. I I thought after the episode, I was like, oh man, I thought I would have had a bigger reaction to seeing Groot powers. Um yeah. but I at least like that they connected it in to immediately when we saw extremists like come on into the screen in episode one yeah. or two. Um but like the the action sequences in the show have been great. They've been few and far between. But when they actually mm-hmm. do have, you know, like the meat locker sequence, like that's fun. I yeah. think that they do some really good uh some good the choreography. Meat locker? The meat locker, <laughs> yeah, you know? Been... Yeah. The torture scene with Olivia <laughs> Coleman. Torture oh, scene. Know. Oh yeah. I don't know what else to the call that. Is the, that the freezer? <laughs> I mean, it's not the butcher. <laughs> I, I guess the butcher. The meat locker. I, I think it's a meat <laughs> yeah. locker. I think that's. <laughs> I think your your fantasy gaming is coming into play there, my friend. Put <laughs> exactly. him in the meat locker. Go get the operative in the meat locker. I liked the big budget. I thought. Uh, shout out to the tech team on this particular episode. Uh, choreography and and you know stunt work. I mean stunt men and women and, and and never get enough credit i thought all of that was excellent looked great i have one problem uh, aside from the uh, actual content of the battle where nick fury is in charge that was just very strange i'm tired of missiles being fired and not blowing the crap out of whatever they hit <laughs> I, I i've never shot a missile in real life i'll be honest but i feel like if you shoot a missile the intent is to explode we see a missile be shot twice, one from a helicopter, once at a helicopter, and it, the helicopter's shot only overturns this armored car. I have a feeling it would completely blow to bits. And then at the same time, Fury hops out like he did in Avengers, which is very cool little callback, grabs a little RPG, whatever it is, a little rocket, and just shoots it right at the chopper. But then it has time to just safely spin to the ground and stop safely. right before the president. <laughs> it was not <laughs> safe. It, 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 not it, safe. It safely. <laughs> Jake, you're in the Air Force. How yeah. realistic were those explosions? Uh, I would say that's a critical issue. Uh, if I had to no. <laughs> just distinctively analyze the scene, I would I would not say that is that scene is safe. <laughs> Confirm. But does Chris have a point that these explosions are not explosion enough, or are these accurate explosions based on your extensive knowledge of explosions as an Air Force dentist? Yeah, as an Air Force dentist, <laughs> yeah. well, I can confirm the that dentist. these... <laughs> as, as an Air Force dentist, I cannot confirm nor deny, because that would be uh, beyond my clearance to share on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Rody's going to show up and fire you if you say anything. Oh, shit, he's here! 
It's war machine. How'd you get out of my house so quickly? <laughs> I, I just have to know, have you ever fought alien insurgents in Russia before? If I told you, I'd have to kill you. Ah, that means yes. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever cleaned their teeth? <laughs> yes. Do aliens have teeth? Yes. Some of them do. <laughs> I think it, this, this is... my, my problems with the content of the of the battle scene it's just it goes back to the fact that things escalate far too quickly in these episodes especially in a 38 minute runtime it just at one point your your fury who's about to be assassinated by his wife who we just met two episodes ago and then you're saving the president of the united states in a military conflict in russia it just it goes way too quick and that's one of the problems for it. So for that's me. to my point, mm-hmm. though. I think that would have been just assumed in a movie. Like, yeah, like right. those Maybe. like it would have been the first, second and third act with them going to Russia in this big action sequence. And then they go back in act three to you know, wherever else. Not but I, I do. <laughs> I have enjoyed the first four, the first four episodes here and uh, but i think it could have played better in a movie and this expedited recurring element and issue is what i'm going to refer to as the gaia gripe it's just constant so many things are so fast <laughs> overturning this is the gaia gripe of secret invasion i like that how dare you how dare you put uh, amelia clark's character's name in the in your new term for bad things unacceptable <laughs> Hastened thing like season eight. Ooh. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Bomber. Oh, dear, of don't go there. Don't go there. Are we gonna get a Gaia versus Gravik Super Scroll showdown? Yes. Oh yeah, that's happening. Yeah. Yep. Confirmed. Yeah. 100%. I think, I think yeah. we kind of confirmed. <laughs> confirmed. Yeah. Confirmed. <laughs> You can't have Fury fight Gravik directly. So right. Nick is going to do something very spy espionage-ish on the side to save the world as Gaia holds Gravik down for a certain amount well, of time. He's gonna, I know I got how it. the show I got ends. It. I'm going to beat you to it. He's going to convince Gaia because <laughs> she's so vulnerable to any possibility of a thought and then she's going to kill Gravik. That's what? it. Yeah. <laughs> she's just going to flip-flop like she always does, believe Nick Fury, and then Gravik's dead. That's it. I mean, she flip-flops, but she doesn't flip-flop and just agree with everybody. She flip-flops and disagrees with everybody. <laughs> oh, that's true. true. And also, I think she's been the mole the whole time, Jake, so... <laughs> here's what's actually going to happen we'll, let's just go ahead and we're going to put in a spoiler tag here because this is going to completely ruin episode six because i guarantee this is exactly <laughs> what happens we get a showdown a face-off gravic nick fury they they have a moderately written dialogue about what their plans were and how this earth uh it can't just be destroyed because hey we got people here and then gravic's like no we got to kill everybody we deserve a place to live and you failed to give us a a place to live and fury's like we could have had something together and then gravic is like no and then he shoots out his groot arm straight through fury's (laughs) chest oh oh dead fury lifts him up oh all of a sudden you know he pulls back his groot fury flops on the ground his chest starts to grow orange it was Gaia the whole time pretending to be Fury. Oh, then we get the showdown of Gaia v. Gravik. You could also take it in a completely different way to build off of that. Well, it wouldn't be building off of, but you've sparked an idea in me. Fury does die. <laughs> he gets grooted through the chest. 
man, I would hate to get grooted through the chest. That just sounds terrible. There's been a lot of people grooted through the chest in these movies. I'd hate to get grooted anywhere. Where where would you like to get grooted, Chris? Tell us where you would like to get grooted. I'll tell you. I'll show you. You get grooted through the chest. Fury is actually dead. Rest in peace, Nick Fury. Gaia assumes Fury's persona and continues work finding scrolls a home the peaceful way and that's who we see oh, i actually like that in miss marvel following her father that's gaia yeah. right mm. following following talos's footsteps in it assuming a peaceful path with her newfound and maybe powers. there can be a connection point to how priscilla asked that human if that if you know exactly so gaia, yeah. gaia can have that conversation with whoa with uh nick yes. at some point maybe before the battle or maybe it's even a flashback uh of like whoa asking, that would be great can i do this and on behalf of you fury's dying my f- my fight is over but your fight is just beginning something like that <laughs> is that your impersonation is that That's, i love it damn that would be really good i, I love it what's your don I love them to bring in that parallel yeah what's your donnie cheats yeah can we hear donnie cheats you want more impersonations yeah see i don't what you really got. do a, a good impersonation <laughs> okay well, well, <laughs> that was it okay. that was his donnie cheats impersonation he nailed it <laughs> Yeah, that was very. That'd nice. be incredible. That uh, was that was me playing Rava the scroll, trying to do Don Cheadle. It's like fifth we level. We do acting. have to apologize to all of the listeners if we spoiled episode six for you guys. Sorry. I'm sorry, but bad. that's that's just how the show's gonna end. We nailed it right here. Uh, and if it doesn't end this way, then they got to go back and rewrite it because this is beautiful right here. What we did on the Hoopla podcast. So thank you all for tuning in for this episode. I hope you guys enjoy the first four episodes of secret invasion are looking forward to the last two episodes we only got two episodes left of the show uh, too quickly it's going quick uh but we'll be back next week and the week after with some more hero hoopla to discuss all the exciting events that go down in episodes five and episode six of secret invasion so tune in join the hoopla and prepare for the penultimate oh we didn't even do our ratings yet I'm getting ahead of no, myself. Let's, just, let's wow. do a quick. Let's do a. They know let's what we do think, some but speed let's do a ratings. quick one. Yeah, a little round yeah, robin. We've already said everything that could be ever said, so we're just going to do real quick ratings, starting with Andy, one to ten. One to ten. I'm going to give this one a six out of ten today. Probably my second to least favorite episode of the series so far. Damn. All right. Mm. Yeah. We I are disagree. not on the same page. Mm. Chris, what do you think? Uh, I thought this was one of the better episodes. I'm going to give it a seven and a half Ooh. out of ten. Uh, I thought, I mean, just cinematically, some of the acting and, and uh, overall compos- <clears throat> composition of the episode was just top notch. Again, we've been talking about it and talking about it to death. A-list celebrities, A-list actors, and it still continues to show. Uh, I'll give this a seven and a half out of ten. A little bit of the content was just kind of poorly managed, I guess, especially the battle scene, but it can be ignored. It's just a show. <laughs> it's just a show. <laughs> it's just a show. I love it. After I give him a five. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to agree with Chris. I'm going to give it a seven and a half out of 10. I like this. I, this might be my favorite episode of this season so far. Wow. Um, definitely up there. Way better than episode three, for sure. That's for sure. And I think we got a lot of exciting stuff. Jake, what do you think? Scale one to ten. Um, I'm getting a little bit of bad connection here, but I will say I had to give this episode probably an 8.3. As we end every episode of the Hero Hoopla podcast, 
it is time for the moment of highest hoopla. The quote of the episode. What do you got for us this week, Andy? As Nick Fury and Priscilla said, and did you get what you wanted from this life even so? I did. And what did you want? To call myself beloved, to feel myself beloved on the earth. Heartwarming uh, moment from Priscilla bang, 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 and bang. Nick Fury. Priscilla may be my favorite scroll from uh from the season, Aww. actually. I really like that character. Aww. Yeah. Mine's mine's that? Sonya Forsyth. Gravic. Or Fallsworth or whatever. Unconfirmed. Wait, what? What? I think she's a scroll. <laughs> I didn't know this was a possibility. <laughs> oh no. I'm a scroll. It's me. <laughs> Priscilla and Sonya is a scroll. Oh no, what happened? <laughs> All right. Well, tuning out here on the Hoopla Podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. For, uh, I've been Jamie Clare. For, yeah, for, for uh, Jamie Clare, my name's Andrew Smith, and uh, Chris in the control room Ones here. Ones and twos. Uh, see, see you next time. Yes. Hoopla. Hoopla.